Greetings and welcome to the worship services of Alamo First Baptist Church. I'm Brother Chris Rigby. I'm standing here this morning in front of our bell. This is the original bell that was at our old location uh, years ago. It uh, was there when the church was first built and it was always a call to worship. Well, when we moved to our new campus here several years ago, we brought it with us. And not too long ago, we got to put it up. We're so excited about it because it reminds us that we're coming together into this building to worship. And we are excited that today you've decided to tune in to our broadcast to worship our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our prayer this morning is that you will see the great love that Jesus has for you and the great love that we have for you as well this morning as we worship together. We look forward to meeting you and your family and we invite you to be a part of any of our worship services, our activities or ministries here. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, probably the best way to do that is just drop us a line at our email address, alamofirstbaptist at gmail.com. All of it spelled out, just gmail.com, alamofirstbaptist. We look forward this morning to worshiping with you. We pray God's blessings upon you and your family as we go inside now and we worship together. Let's go ring that bell for Jesus.
All right, good morning to you. It's good to see you. Won't you stand with us as we worship together this morning? you be seated. It's good to see you this morning, this July the 5th of 2020, this day after our July 4th Independence Celebration. I hope that you had a good day yesterday. I hope that you got to eat a lot of barbecue and, and I hope you got some apple pie and uh, ice cream and, and uh, well, pie of some kind. I think we had key lime pie at our house. But anyway, that's pretty good stuff. But uh, it is good to see you this morning. Not a whole lot of announcements. Deacons, you're going to have a meeting right after the worship service. Uh, so stick around for that. And uh, maybe some guys will be coming in uh, that are watching at home. So we'll wait on you guys. Don't forget, uh, you can give online. Uh, that's the easiest way, of course, to give. Uh, there's the offering box. The ushers also have the uh, offering plates uh, at the door when, when you leave. You can drop it in that. You can also mail it in if you're watching online, P.O. Box 241, uh, Alamo, Tennessee, 38001. And uh, continue to be in prayer as we continue to try to uh, gauge where we are. I know there's been a big spike this uh, last week in the numbers that have been tested positive. And so uh, we're just trying to fill our way along as to what we need to do next. But... If you have a small group uh, Sunday school class and you're going to want to try to meet uh, at the church, uh, then let us know so that we can schedule a, a large place for you to meet in a time on the calendar. But uh, we, we did decide to go ahead and halt off on nursery and children's church because of uh, it's hard to get kids to social distance. They don't like keeping their hands off each other. And uh, 
with the numbers going up, we thought we'd wait just a little longer on that. But it is good to see you this morning. Let's open up with a word of prayer, and we'll continue our worship time. Our gracious Father, we thank you this morning for loving us, gracing us, and gifting us uh, with your blessings. This morning, we continue to lift up our nation and our state and county and our our homes, Lord, uh, as we feel our way through this uh, pandemic. We pray, Lord, for healing. We do pray, Lord, that there can be a cure and a vaccine. Uh, Lord, at least that can mitigate the, uh, uh, the effects of this virus as it uh, works its way around the world. And Lord, we know that in this time that you are still God, that you're on the throne, and we trust and know that, God, you have uh, a purpose and a plan, and all these things that are happening did not happen and take you by surprise. But Lord, uh, you are still God over all these things, and we trust in that. And we know that, Lord. We also pray, Lord, uh, for those who are home today, uh, those that cannot be here, those that uh, are part of our extended uh, church family. And, and Lord, we, we, we pray that we can just have that, that sense of unity that you give by way of coming together in the spirit and the way that we worship in our hearts and our minds and our focus upon you. Lord, be with the music today, uh, the offering that that comes in, let all the things that are done, uh, both uh, in the service and in the sermon, Lord, be to your will and to your glory. We love you, Jesus, and we just confess that you are our Lord and Savior, and in your name we pray, amen. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a portrait of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Born of His Spirit, washed in His blood. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my my soul. 
thank you that we're able to come into this place, God, and be together and be here and worship you, Father. I pray, God, for um, just everything going on in our nation right now, God, that you would just wrap your arms around us, show us your peace and your comfort, um, help our light shine brighter than ever before so that people that are lost and hurting and, and worried and fearful, God, that they would draw closer to you. And we just thank you for who you are and thank you for just being here in the midst with us. In Jesus' name. stirs your soul what matters come to mind the cares you keep the thoughts you think it's not all wasted time seeking you will find Joy still comes in the morning, hope still walks with the hurting, if you're still alive and breathing, praise the Lord. Don't stop dancing and dreaming, there's still good news worth repeating, so lift your Awake, awake, 
Thank you, praise team. Take your Bible this morning and open to Psalm 33. Psalm 33, and we're going to look at one verse today together. We'll do that in just a moment. You know, in these last weeks that we've been able to be together uh, in worship and, and in message, you know, my heart, I don't know about yours, has really been uh, breaking for our nation. It has been a, it has been a trying time for really the world and I think in America here uh, especially. We spent one week looking at truth. We talked about does truth matter? We seem to be living in an age that, well, you really don't know where to get your truth from. Uh, you can't maybe depend upon uh, what you hear to be accurate and true. That gets even into the whole issue of uh, the authority of God, His Word, uh, that's debated and argued in our world today. And so we spent time thinking about truth, does it really matter? And uh, then last week, I know that we talked about uh, what I would call uh, America being in trouble. And I think that you would agree that America is in trouble. There's a lot going on uh, right now within uh, our world in our in our in our nation in our country uh, there's a lot of division a lot of divide among our people and uh, our nation needs our prayers uh, our country needs us as Christians to 
to stand fast on the truth of God's word, to uh, be people upon our knees, to be praying and to be light in a time of darkness. And so uh, we spent some time thinking about that. What I want to do this morning, though, is to give you kind of another thought and really what I want to call uh, a reason to be thankful, a reason to praise. I want us to think about the nations whose God is the Lord. This is a familiar passage in Psalm 33, one that often is quoted and preached and, and read or put on the internet during uh, this time of our year, July the 4th, Independence Celebration. And the, and the passage says this, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen as his heritage. Just underscore that word heritage that speaks to a founding, that speaks to that which is being passed from one generation to the next. C.S. Lewis said one time, different beliefs about the universe leads to different behavior. And really that quote in that word universe there, you could substitute another word for it. You could substitute the word a worldview. Different beliefs about your worldview leads to different behavior. And what's going on in America and what's going on in our world today is that there's a clash of worldviews. There are those that hold to the Bible, those that are Christian, who have what we call a Christian worldview of what is happening in our world, how our world has uh, been founded in terms of, uh, of nations and, and what's coming to this world by way of uh, the promises of God. And then there is what you might term the cultural worldview. That is just simply uh, the worldview that someone might have that really does not take into account the word of God or the thought of God in any way. I don't know about you, but maybe there's been some point in your uh, life where you've seen someone say something that just sounds so very unpatriotic or so un-American. For example, uh, maybe you've heard someone say, we just ought to get rid of the Constitution. We ought to just take and just, you know, just, let's just, what is it, 86, just get rid of it, you know, just, just, just dump it. And when I hear that, I go, how can someone say that? How can someone really think that? I've been reading a, a book, and I know that always frightens you when I say that. There's another book that I've been reading this week uh, by Robert Riley called America on Trial. And it's a fascinating book. It's not an easy book to read. It's not a fun book necessarily. But he goes back and he traces out the development of, uh, of America and how it goes all the way back uh, into uh, uh, early uh, uh, days of human history. And he it goes through, for example, uh, the, the time of Greece and Athens and then that Judeo-Christian kind of uh, day that we think about uh, uh, that would follow that and, and, and comes all the way up into our day uh, today. But what I want you to know about that book is this. He, and I didn't realize this, but he said there's, there's two schools of thought today as it re 
regards the founding of America. So let me give those to you, then I'll explain what, what he's saying. There's the thought, what he calls the promise of reason, and then the promise of will. Now, the promise of reason means that what is right flows from objective sources in nature and the transcendent. This is what uh, Plato, for example, he says, would propose. Promise of will, on the other hand, means this. What is right flows from power in that it is a law unto itself. Now, I got, y'all got that, right? Y'all kind of know what those two conflicts mean, right? Well, let me put it to you easier, all right? Here's what he says. The best way to put it is that there's a conflict today over the founding of America. It was either founded by what is right, R-I-G-H-T, or it was founded by might, M-I-G-H-T. Now, let me explain how that plays out and why it's important to understand. Because, you see, there are some people... When you talk about America and you talk about its history, we'll not see it in the way that you and I see it in a Christian worldview uh, idea or that it has this Christian pure uh, uh, founding. This primacy of reason or what we would call the, the founding by that which is right says this that our founding forefathers came to America and they had this dream, they had this idea, what we call this great experiment of governance. And they said all men, all people would be created equal and that they would seek out their creator and live unto him and the foundation by which governance would, would, would be developed would be based upon trying to be the best citizens we could be under God. And so everything that came from that, the, the branches of our government, our, our constitution, uh, the, the way that we are established as a republic, all of that came from this, this higher calling of what is right and good and what ought to be the best. Now, there's another thought, which is the primacy of will, which is that it, it comes by way of might, by power, says this, that the founding fathers were people of passion and people of, of, of imperfections, just like you and I are people who uh, are passionate about life and have our own imperfections in life, and that when they set about to set up America... What they did was really to set up a system that was, well, best for them, best for their kind of life and, and best for their kinds of family. And they did it so that uh, basically uh, they would reap blessings in life. There was no great higher calling to it. And that later on, to get the masses to go along with it, they just simply added in uh, the Judeo-Christian kind of, of sprinkling uh, to, to get people to buy along with it. So the way that our country was established in its governance, in the, in, in the three branches of its government, in, in the Constitution, and in its laws, everything was done so that, well, there could be those who would have power and might 
and control over, well, their life and even the lives of others. So there are those that today, this is something that's being taught on, on college campuses today. So there are those today that say, well, America's had this great, beautiful founding that come from God. And then there are those that are saying, no, no, no. It was just men like you and I are men and women. They, they were imperfected. Uh, they, they were not perfect. And they just simply set out to form a nation uh, that would be good for them. So... Which view you take now determines on how you look back in history and what you're willing to do about the future, isn't it? If you say that this is a good thing of God, well, you're going to hold to the foundation a lot stronger than you are if you look back and you say that everything that's happened in America happened just because people wanted power. You see, those individuals are much more willing to, well, let's get rid of the Constitution, let's change our governing. And so that's the conflict today. And one of the arguments today uh, in this conflict is this. Those who would argue the, the primacy of reason, that, that the nation was founded on that which is right, a higher calling of God, would say that what's happened in America today, what's gone wrong in America today, is that we've got away from that. We've got away from God that we've got away from uh, the, the things that, that God has done to bless us. That sounds a lot like what we hear in church, right? What we talk about as Christians. On the other hand, those who are promisey of will, those who believe the nation was founded upon the strength and might of the founding fathers and what they wanted out of life, would say, well, what has happened today is simply just the consequences of something that wasn't originally done the way it should have been done that even though we had this time of prosperity in in america now things are beginning to show their true colors and this nation isn't as strong as we thought it was that's their argument i, I say theirs because you can probably tell it's not my belief but i want you to understand the conflict today that exists between those in our nation who are Christian and take a Christian worldview and those who hold to culture and take a cultural worldview, they don't see things in the same light and in the same way. But as a Christian today, I think you and I need to understand that, that God has truly blessed America. And I believe in all my heart it's because that America was founded upon this promise of reason that there were good men, good women of God that wanted God to be uh, the primary focus and out of a right of heart, God blessed us. God gave us a beautiful constitution. God gave us a beautiful form of government. The, I think it's the greatest experiment in government the world has ever known. It is as close to perfect, I believe, as man has come in governance of society i mean we are not perfect but we i think we are better than any other nation in the world and i don't just say that in a sense of patriotism i say that in a sense of when i look at what we've been blessed with by way of governance compared to around the world that we've been truly blessed differently with that thought in mind i want to give you three things this morning that we can be thankful of if that's our christian worldview number one 
what this verse tells us in verse 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom he has chosen as his heritage. We can be thankful. We can know that the condition of the blessing is given to us. This condition of this governance. The blessings of God are conditional. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. I hope that you know this morning that the, that the blessings of God are conditional. As a matter of fact, not only for your nation, but for your life. Let me give you six ways in which uh, the Bible teaches us or tells us that the blessings of God are conditional. Number one, the source of all blessings come from God. God is the source of all our blessings. Draw in a little air. That's a blessing of God. Enjoy the sunshine when you walk out later. That's from God. If it were to be raining, that rain, that blessing from God. When you sit down to eat lunch later, that's a blessing that comes from God. God is the source to all of the blessings of life. A second thing about the conditions of uh, God's blessings being conditional is that we need to realize that the choice to be blessed is ours. Deuteronomy 30 verse 19 says, and this was uh, God speaking to Moses, and Moses speaking to the people, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse, Therefore, choose life that you may, uh, you and your offspring may live. God made it clear to the people that if they were to be blessed, they themselves would be the ones to choose whether or not to be blessed of God by the way that they live, by the way that they worship, by the way that they receive God in their life. I believe that's true. I believe one reason that we as a nation have been blessed is because our founding fathers, our founding forefathers, our, 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 our founding citizens sought God. I said last week, I'll say it again today, one of the things that makes North America so different than South America is that the people who came to the shores came seeking God and not gold. That was at their uh, their purpose. That was their driving uh, reason for coming here. Not just to, uh, to come get uh, maybe wealth, but to come and, and, and have a, a, a life in which they can live free for the Lord. A third condition of blessing is to realize that fearing the Lord leads to blessing, the Bible says. Now, God does not want us to be fearful of him. As a matter of fact, the Bible gives us 365 fear-nots. God does not want us to live in fear. And we're not talking about fearing the Lord uh, in a way in which we might be fearful, for example, of, of, of getting the virus, uh, COVID. Uh, God doesn't want us to live with that kind of trembling attitude. But fear in the Bible, when it speaks of fearing the Lord, speaks of reverence. It speaks of uh, respect. It, it speaks of honor. If we're to be blessed of God, we must respect the Lord. We must honor the Lord. Uh, we, we, we give acknowledgement to the Lord. 
A fourth way in which blessings are conditional is this, that we must realize that delighting in the commandments of God leads to blessings. Some people look at the Bible and some people look at God and they say, well, that, there it is right there, the great cosmic killjoy. I mean, if you love God and love his, his word, well, life is just a, a miserable existence because all that God and his word has to, to tell us is a whole bunch of things in which we cannot, cannot do and shall not do. And, and the, today culture wants to uh, say that if you really want to live life to its fullest, well, just throw off the shackles of God and throw off the shackles of God's Word. Live how you want to live and just be who you want to be. Now, folks, that's a lie straight out of uh, hell itself. Satan tells us these things, and it's a lie. God does not want to take away from life. God wants to add to life. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and what? Have it abundantly richly, fully. And, and so, for example, when God says that you're to uh, have uh, intimacy in life, for example, it, it's to exist between a man and a woman who's husband and wife. And that's where the deepest intimacy, that's where the deepest relationship is found. And God says that's where the greatest blessing is found. And when you deviate out of that, God says you're robbing yourself. And you can apply that to any other commandment that God gives. It's not there to take away. It's there to bring blessing. And so if you're going to be a people that receives blessings from God, then you have to delight in the Word of God. Fifth, you have to realize that uh, the commands of God are there to bless you. Not only delight in them, but to obey them. You see, it's not just enough to give uh, a, uh, a mental nod to them. You've got to live them in your heart, live them out in your life. And finally, it is to realize that God loves you and wants to bless you. If you're going to be blessed, then you've got to realize that God, God's focus of love is on you. All those things do what? They bring God into your life life. They bring God closer to you. The Bible says if you and I would draw close to God, he draws close to us. And so what we have is when we get closer to God, more blessings of God. So the blessings of God are conditional. But this verse also tells us that there is the charity that is involved in this blessing. These blessings of God not only are conditional, they are charitable. And God has certainly blessed America. Think of the ways in which God has blessed us. Think of the natural beauty that exists all across our land. Some of you have uh, been off uh, these uh, last few weeks with warm weather. You've got to go to the beaches. And you know, there are all kinds of beaches in our nation, isn't it? I mean, there's some sandy white beaches. There's some dark uh, sand beaches, there's some rocky beaches, there's you know, all kinds of different uh, uh, tropical uh, beach settings today, I mean, for you to go and enjoy. Uh, there's rich green valleys, there's beautiful farmland, uh, tiring mountains, great plains. I mean, just think about the, 
the, the variety that exists in our own nation. Not only do we have just a, a, a immaculate beauty in nature, we have that rich, godly heritage that we were talking about. And I believe it was really the primacy of reason in, in what was the founding purpose. 52 of the original 55 founding fathers who wrote the Constitution, they themselves confessed that they were Christian. They themselves spoke of Jesus in their writings and their love for God. Our land has been blessed because of its rich heritage in its founding. Uh, our land has been blessed because of the freedom by which it's been able to develop. The free enterprise system, listen, allows almost anyone the opportunity to rise from poverty to wealth. I mean, the, the jumps that can take place generationally are absolutely amazing in America. So many times in so many other places in our world, if someone is born into a family of poverty, to get out of that family of poverty takes multiple, multiple generations for them to just work their way up in any significant way. But you know, here in America, it could happen overnight. You know, there are so many imaginative uh, entrepreneurs today that, that are in our nation that have created so many things. I mean, you think about all the things that we enjoy today, all the things that the world enjoys today, a lot of those things, what, were created here, were made here. Why? Because we are blessed with this free entrepreneurial uh, enterprise, this system by which, you know, if you've got a dream or an idea, you can bring it into existence. The standard of living today in America is the best in the world, really is. I mean, even the, 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 the poorest of our nation live much richer than the poorest of other people in other nations. I mean, you want to know what real poverty is, you really have to get outside of America to see real poverty. And then liberty itself. We have the freedom today to speak our minds. We can choose uh, what it is that we want to engage in and how we want to live. We, we have freedom today. And we've been blessed with, uh, with, with great spiritual giants in our history. Jonathan Edwards, George Whitfield, John Wesley, Charles Finney, these are just a few who in our history have been great men of God who have, have written and preached and shared and brought our, our nation in times of revival. I want to say to you this morning that God is good. And I know that sometimes we turn on the TV or we open up the paper and we see all this negativity, we see all this bad, and yet there is a lot in our, our nation that troubles us. But dear friend, there's a lot of good for God is still blessing and God is still doing in our nation according to his love. And finally, let me say, there's this choice of blessing. The blessing of God is his to give. It is his choice. We can't demand them. We can't force God. We can ask of God and we can hope of God. But whether or not we are blessed 
in the way that we want to be blessed, it is God's to give us. And how sad it is that we, we have taken God's hand of blessing for granted. I mean, we, we've spoke about it. We've removed prayer from our schools. We, we've removed the word of God from our schools. We've legalized the murder of unborn children today. Uh, we tolerate all kinds of, uh, uh, of, of immorality. Uh, we, we, we've, uh, we are the leading uh, uh, nation in this world uh, in putting out perversity. Uh, we, we have done so many things in which, to be quite frank, we need to repent of, that we need to confess. And if we're going to be blessed, if our children and our grandchildren are going to be blessed, we need to realize it's, it's God's choice to bless us, that those blessings are conditional, and that those blessings are his charity. He has blessed us, we can see his blessings, but we have hope for blessings in the future. Is, is there a divine truth? Yes. There is a truth that is divine, that is absolute, that God is holy, that man is sinful, that hell is real, and the way of heaven is sure through Jesus Christ, his son. That is the truth, and that's the truth that matters. Is there trouble in our land? Yes, there's trouble in our land. There's trouble in our land because what? Sin still exists in this world. We are still living in a broken world. And there are broken people in this world that don't know Christ, who need to come to know Christ. And we're that light in that darkness. We're here to share the good news of Jesus. But can we continue to give thanks? Yes. Because God is still on the throne. He is still the God who blesses. He blessed our nation in its past. We just celebrated our 244th year as a nation. And I believe if we'll continue to, 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 to look to God, he'll give us another rich 244 years until Christ comes. We can trust in him and be thankful in his hand. Heavenly Father, this morning, Perhaps someone's here that says, Lord, I, I want to recognize you in, in the way that, that I need to, that you are my Lord and my Savior, and that you are the one by which all blessings flow. I'm thankful, Lord, this morning for the blessings of my nation. But yet, Lord, this morning, I realize that I need your blessing in my life, and that means that I must draw close to you. Lord, maybe someone watching, someone listening this morning, someone here today says, Jesus, I need to give you my heart and let you be my Lord and Savior. That, Lord, your hand of blessing can be upon me because you want more than anything else to love us. And, Lord, this morning I want to surrender to your love and give my freedom to you. And to choose in faith that you are the God of blessing, the God of grace, and the God of mercy. Lord, maybe today there's someone who's a Christian. It says, Lord, that I, I've, I've not been living in the way that I need to be living. And that, Lord, that maybe I know that because I've not been receiving the blessings 
that, that come, Lord, by being so close to you. And I understand today that blessings are conditional. Lord, how can I expect you to bless my life if I won't spend time with you, if I don't spend time in your word or spend time in prayer? Lord, I don't seek you out or seek to live for you or honor you in your commandments. Lord, today maybe someone needs to come to the altar just to, for a moment of repentance. Lord, today whatever decision may need to be made, whatever decision needs to be done, Jesus, in your name we ask. Amen. And if you're watching this morning by television and you want to make a decision for Christ, just simply go to www.cometothecross.net and you can record your decision for Christ. And we're going to be praying for you. But this morning I'm going to ask you to stand, if you would. You stand. If God has spoken, you come. You come. Heavenly Father, thank you for today, for our time together in your place, in your worship. Bless us, O God, as we draw close to you, that we might be blessings to others as we seek to serve you. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you.